Hey, gals and guys, it's your host, Phil Larson, and this is your motivational high five on amends. Let's do this. Welcome to my short podcast, Your Motivational High Five. And uh, I want to start out by saying thank you uh, to whoever left the most recent review on iTunes, which said, easy to digest daily motivation. You can't help but smile when you listen to Phil's sage advice on how to use your best tool yourself as a springboard to a happier, healthier you. Guys, I promise I did not pay someone to say that. Thank you to whoever Amy Stick 2013 is. Friends, uh, your reviews on, on iTunes have been very gracious. Um, I've stayed at that five-star rating the podcast has over the last, man, almost three years. Uh, 297 ratings. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I, I read every one of those, and I appreciate every one of those. And did you know that iTunes, kind of the, the biggest or... Apple, the biggest provider of podcasts, your motivational high five under the self-help genre remains in the top 100 podcasts of all time and the even broader category of health within the top 200 podcasts of all time. That is incredible. I am truly grateful. Thank you. And if you want to rate the podcast, it will help keep it there and help others find it as well. Um, you can do that also just by even sending an episode to a friend or something. You know, the idea for these episodes being so short is that they're shareable and um, easy to digest, just like this review said. It says, Phil Sage Advice. I am not some sort of guru, however, and um, I am willing to be wrong, but I am putting out what I know best um, in regards to life based on my own experiences. And if you find that helpful, I'm so glad. If not, that's okay. Find another podcast. Thank you for being part of my audience. Today, I want to talk about a subject that doesn't seem very flashy or exciting. Um, it's called amends. And a lot of what I say today um, is out of Franciscan priest, Father Richard Rohr's book, Breathing Underwater which has really helped me understand um, amends even better. And just an aside here, this is a dense episode, so (laughs) stick with me. You ready? For a long time, I got forgiveness and amends um, confused. I I thought they were kind of one and the same, but they're different. Um, Forgiveness is kind of something that you do uh, to kind of set yourself free, and it really has nothing to do with another person. You forgive them in your heart. Um, whereas amends involves the other party and is often and, and, and best when you lead um, the amends out of your own hurt that you've caused them or you've caused yourself. A good definition is uh, to remove or correct faults in or to rectify your behavior. And the great byproduct is it often aids in the forgiving of ourselves. As an adult, I made an amends to someone who was a childhood friend and asked, what could I do to make it right? And he said, well, nothing. And I feel like um, I should apologize. And so he went and apologized as well. Um, See, effective amends asks, what can I do to make it right? And sets both sides free. 
and is best when you come at it out of your own hurt and in tune with your own pain. Edward Tick, in his book War in the Soul, illustrates that one of the most effective healings for some soldiers with post-traumatic stress disorder was to go back to Vietnam and work for orphans and the handicapped. Otherwise, they were never free. This is amends. And uh, sometimes we can find ourselves leaning um, heavily on grace, which is a very beautiful thing, but we can let it uh, allow us to skip over the messy work of amends. See, grace should not be a quick fix to the very real hurt and wounds you have caused in yourself and others. These wounds are the gift that allows for the healing, as Dutch uh, Catholic priest and author Henry Nouwen describes. He says that's how we become wounded healers. On last week's episode, we talked about pain and that in that place is where we are most effective when extending a hand to others. It is in that place where we are most gifted to heal others, where we gain all of that wisdom, experience, strength, and hope. Father Richard Rohr says, effective amends comes from practicing what he calls nonviolent communication. He describes that as where neither side needs to accuse or defend But just state the facts as we remember them and be open to hear what the other needed, heard, or felt. Ah, This is just brand new way of communication um, as as an adult. I I don't really remember this being taught as a kid. And are we surprised that we have a hard time communicating nonviolently at the national stage or cultural stage or even the church level? Amends is not as effective when we are only concerned by relieving our own guilt, but instead are seeking to answer the question, how can I too free others from their guilt? In this excerpt from Breathing Underwater, to offer an apology in a way that can actually heal the other takes wisdom and respect for the other. Did you ever have someone apologize to you and it felt much more like the person just wanted to let you know how wonderful and how Christian or religious or spiritual they were to forgive you? They're normally trying to regain their bruised self-image by thinking of themselves as magnanimous. It sometimes takes the form of a very properly said, I forgive you, but hate your sin. There could perhaps be a good way to understand that statement, but it usually means I'm on a moral high ground, but you are not. The person unlocks himself or herself, but, the, but not the other person. See, proper amends unlocks both sides. It sets both sides free. Coming at a moral high ground and belittling the other sets you free maybe, but definitely not them, and is not amends. Amends comes only after a reformation of our minds. You can't make amends out of the same place you hurt yourself or anyone else. As Einstein put it, there's no problem that can be solved by the same consciousness that caused the problem in the first place. Ooh, that is a thick episode. Um, the tagline for this podcast on the uh, podcast art there is five minutes mo- of motivation for self-examination. And that's what we're doing here is examining ourselves. Tuning in where maybe we have missed the other person um, and only thought of ourselves. And you can't, you can't do that and properly make amends with someone. And it is, in fact, that consciousness that got you in the place where you hurt someone else or hurt yourself in the first place. So there has to be a reformation, a changing of the mind, 
to truly say I was wrong and I'm willing to make it right. Whatever that takes, you tell me. Let's rectify it. It's not an easy thing to do. You know, the alternative is to hold resentment that someone still might be mad at you. Well, why don't they just offer me some grace and move on? Well, you performed an action to hurt them. And it is proper and healthy to perform an action to help free them. And in doing so, you free yourself. Gosh, that's hard. It is. And we're going to start with ourselves, with the changing of the mind. How do we do that? Like every episode, we look at a reflection of ourselves in the mirror and we decide to tell ourselves a positive truth, an affirmation, something to help change our mind, interact with the neuroscience of neuroplasticity, that we can rewire our minds. We can reform the mind and come at situations with a different mindset. That's what it requires to make amends. So today, when you find a reflection of yourselves, will you say this to yourself? I can recognize where I was wrong and choose the rectifying work of making amends. Friends, stomaching your pride and choosing the path of amends seems like mountainous work. But what does every mountain hike begin with? One step. And guess what? You just took it. So go. Hike on, my friends. You got this. It starts with you. Oh, 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 o